Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, good morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. And we say good morning Father. Good morning Jesus. Good morning Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the powerful teaching last night. Thank you for opening our eyes to the truth taught in your word and you keep on revealing more and more of it. And you teach us, Lord, that it is more of what we adapt in our ways that can bring outcomes by way of our faith, by way of our speakings. And you empower us, Lord, with your grace to fill in all the gaps. You empower us with the knowledge and understanding, the wisdom that comes from your word. It was and always is your plan that we should be abundant and we should be in dominion. The blessing that you blessed man with right from the start when you first created Adam. We thank you, Father, that you do not stop until you see us reach that. You gave us your word, you gave us your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that even redemption came entirely from you. We thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being part of this praying family that is called by your name, a movement that is led by your spirit, that you stir up in each of our hearts your spirit to fill in, to imbibe your ways, that we might not be left weak, vulnerable in sin, operating out of the flesh. But you teach us, you lift us up and you fill us to walk by the Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. As you come to you this morning, Lord, we surrender ourselves completely to you. We ask forgiveness for our sins, our failures, our shortcomings. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. And we thank you, Lord, for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts this morning as we commune with you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our Maker and our Father, the one who is the lifter of men, the one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, the one who is our deliverer, our shield, and our strength, the God of patience, the God of peace, the God of hope, and the God who always honors faith. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us about faith, our rock, our refuge, our foundation, the one who leads us in battle, the word himself, became flesh and dwelt amongst us and now by his spirit made real and dwells within us so that when we meditate on that word when we reflect on what the spirit reveals to us and then we observe to do according to all that is written in it then we shall make our way prosperous in accordance with that blessing of Genesis 1 verse 28 we thank you Lord 
and we pray in the name of your spirit the spirit of the living god the spirit of jesus the spirit of truth the spirit of freedom the one who heals our backsliding and he has come to strengthen us and be with us even unto the end of time he will never leave us it is he who raised jesus from the dead and it is he now who is here with us to strengthen us it is he who changes the times and the seasons and it is he who brings us victory the spirit of victory we thank you lord that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit and you have blessed us with the gift of prayer to combine these to legally authorize you to step in we thank you that you have blessed us with angels who destiny help us with every physical provision that we need and with every spiritual gift in the heavens we thank you jesus that you are doing a new thing today in our lives we thank you lord for your blood today again we reflect a little more on it as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning i cover and seal every word we speak in every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of jesus we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives lord i call the angel of the lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks i command that angelic protection and i declare divine exemption in the mighty and all powerful name of jesus and we also herald the bar in our spoken word as we proclaim your word lord from isaiah 55 verse 10 <coughs> verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what i desire and achieve the purpose for which i sent it it shall not tarry but be fulfilled in time in the name of jesus thank you lord for the power of life on our tongue we thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak thank you jesus in the last two days we have reflected on the blood of jesus and that it is a powerful weapon given to us today i'd like to touch a little more on why the devil is afraid of the blood and for that we first need to understand that the devil has always been against man yes even the ones that work for him he is not their friend he never was he is only using them and it's only until they realize what that truth is then their eyes are open to it in isaiah 14 verse 12 to 15 tells us that the devil always wanted to take god's throne and be like god you see verse 15 it says he says i will be like the most high he wanted to be like god but god made only man 
in his own image and likeness. No other creature in creation has been given that privilege of being made in the image and likeness. Not angels, not any other earthly or, or heavenly creatures. We see that in Genesis 1 verse 26. So Satan now became man's enemy and he looked for every opportunity to destroy that image of God in man. Because obviously he's not capable of attacking God. So the closest he could get is to destroying this image in man because man now became his competitor for power. Satan was thrown down to the earth after he fell from grace. Man was formed on earth and given dominion on earth, which means Satan and all the fallen creatures should actually fall under, and I don't know if you knew that, should actually fall under man's dominion in the earth realm. But he somehow find a way to work on his plan to destroy that image of God in man. How he does it? By beguiling man into sinning so that he breaks God's laws. And then Satan stands as the accuser to accuse man so that God's law will do the rest to punish man. Satan can win the battle without actually having to contest with man or to contend with man. But God had a different plan. He got man himself to defeat Satan through Jesus, who is both Christ and he is a man. And this is why Jesus draws us away from focusing on living by the law. Because as long as you live by the law, Satan will get you. Remember, he's the accuser. By his spirit, he put the law on our hearts so that we still fulfill the law, which he said he came to uphold as well. So we still fulfill the law, but out of reverence for God, not living by what the law says, but living an example followed by Jesus. You have a reverence, you have a relationship with God and being a disciple of Jesus, we copy his life. And to take it to the next level so that Satan can't even get us if we still end up making a weakness, uh, sorry, making a mistake out of our weakness, Jesus introduced mercy and grace against which Satan, though he's the accuser, he has no argument. So that's leverage given to us. An advantage in that battle situation, in that court case. So when you look at all of this, that's the whole basis of the battle we have been waging since Adam. And when Adam succumbed to Satan's trap and sinned, God gave us a preview of redemption. He kicked Adam out of the garden, but he also gave a preview of redemption. He made skins. Genesis 3 tells us that he made skins for Adam and Eve by sacrificing innocent animals. Later in the book of Exodus, we see the Passover where an animal is sacrificed and the blood used for redemption so that the angel of death would pass over. Again in the book of Leviticus as well, the blood of bulls and goats was used for atonement. And then Numbers 19 talks of the sacrifice of the heifer. 
and the ritual of cleansing. But all those, and Jesus' death actually was modeled on that sacrifice of the Haifa that you see in Numbers 19. It was done in a similar fashion. So that was the ordinance that he fulfilled when he died on the cross. But all those up until the Haifa were all temporary atonements. And they had to be done frequently. And then he introduced the eternal sacrifice of Jesus. And it is his blood now that was used for atonement. If Satan knew what was being done or fulfilled there on the cross, he would never let Jesus die. So the one thing you need to know here is Satan doesn't know everything. He is not omniscient. He can only rely on the information that we give him when we speak. And that's why it's important to watch your tongue and what you disclose. What secrets are you revealing not only to your friends but also to Satan because there are familiar spirits that listen and report. And that will be used against you. But going back to the blood, when Jesus fulfilled the ordinance of atonement through his own royal blood, Hebrews 9 verse 12 tells us, he entered once for all into the holy place and secured an eternal redemption. So he did it once only. There was no need for a frequency and it was eternal. So again, because it's eternal, it's done. There is no need to do it again. And he made a blood covenant with God that whoever comes by the blood will be saved. So each of us can be forgiven, redeemed and accepted by the Father when we come by the blood. Our relationship with God can be restored. And not only relationship, our sonship, that is our identity as sons of God or children of God, plus our authority, plus our position seated with Christ in His royal throne is also restored. All when you come through the blood. And how do you come through the blood? Just by faith, believing in your heart, confessing in your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Makes you a qualified candidate for redemption. So what happens to Satan's plan of destruction? Then, that very plan which he wanted to use to destroy the image of God, that plan itself gets destroyed. His plan was that no man should rise up. And he almost succeeded in Noah's time when God destroyed all men except Noah's family. But he doesn't give up. He still keeps trying. And even today, a huge or a majority of the human population are victim to his plans. But God is conducting a revival by his spirit all over the world in these days. So even God is not giving up on men. And when people get to know about the blood and what it can do for them, then more of them, more and more of them can rise and Satan's position on the earth keeps weakening. 
You can only have a kingdom when you have subjects. The blood is the only thing that he is helpless against. Remember Jesus said, the God of this world, that is Satan, has no power over me and no place in me. So Satan has no chance to destroy him. Instead, he destroyed Satan's plans on the cross. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, The Son of God came to destroy the works of man and he was successful, sorry, the works of the devil and he was successful at redeeming man through that purpose that he came to fulfill. How did he do it? By his blood. Meeting all legal requirements of God, fulfilling all the ordinances of redemption and atonement and standing himself as an advocate for men so that he can fight our case against the accuser. What a plan to have. The accuser can have no argument now. So every time the blood comes on the scene, the devil knows what will happen next. And when Jesus shows up, every demon knows that he is the judge. And so there is fear. And you see that demonstrated in Matthew chapter 8, when the demons at Gadara, the legion in the men, said, have you come to torment us before our appointed time? Notice they use the word torment. They didn't say, have you come to face us or have you come to fight us? They didn't even say, have you come to judge us? They know what the outcome of that judgment would be. Have you come to torment us? So they know it is their fate and it's inevitable. And so they are afraid. And what do we do? We do not know that. So when we hear of them, we get afraid. Thinking they are more powerful. I've even heard people say, how come the devil is more powerful than God? And it's based on their personal experience and knowledge. Because they see suffering in people around them, in their lives, and with no hope because people don't understand what is given in the word of God. So we will remain feeding the pigs like the prodigal son, not knowing that there is a royal robe waiting for you and you could actually decree. And until we know that, we will keep suffering out of our ignorance. Hosea 4.6 It is time you start learning the truth of the Bible. Jesus said, the truth shall set you free from that fear. And when you step out in that knowledge of the truth, then because of what you are now capable of, it is the devil who should fear you. And if there are still question marks there, always remember Luke 10, 19, where he said, I have given unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, all the power of the enemy and nothing, I'll say it again, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Look at how that statement has been constructed there. Given all the power, tread everything and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. So you can hit 
and even if they try to hit back nothing can harm you so provided you are believing in that statement and are willing to exercise that authority hebrews 10 verse 7 says not only about jesus but you too and each of us actually lo i come in the volume of the book as it is written of me and jesus goes on to say i come to do your will but the question for you here as you and me here today is find out who you are according to the bible and what is written about you and start living that life that is a life that jesus talks about in john 10:10 where he says for this i came that you learn that you know and you start living that life and that is the life of abundance of dominion which was always the plan from the start so when we keep saying jeremiah 29 11 you have to know what that plan was and then what the bible says about that plan and then when you pray we say quote scriptures what you are actually quoting is lord this is what you put in your plan for me this is what you prophesied over my life you decreed it these are the privileges you have made, uh, made available to me these are my rights these are my authorities that i can exercise so now in the name of jesus because he said you can use my name in the name of the king of kings and lord of lords i exercise that plan for my life i exercise that authority and i step into all of it through faith that's the life that we are expected to be living not one of fear father in the name of jesus i pray for an opening up of understanding of who we are and how that blood relates to us and when we know why the devil and demons are afraid of the name of jesus and the blood and they are afraid of what we are capable of when we stand in the knowledge of who we are our identity authority and position then we are able to wage that war standing and walking with the spirit covered in the armor that you provide us lord by your word and in every battle we stand as more than conquerors and emerge victorious every christian not just anointed preachers every christian has been given that ability father i ask for that edification in each of us that we are able to rise up to that level just as brother vivek touched yesterday as well during the teaching where he said we wrestle so even though we are in constant battle there is no fear of losing and we overcome the enemy there by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony the sword of the spirit given to us we thank you lord and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease all families that are facing division and separation of any kind 
we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray also for all those that are in our friend and family circle that are not yet saved. And we pray for our own personal needs. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. Jesus, we believe in you. The prayer and faith that we release is definitely an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage you to unmute and speak your faith in the name of Jesus and let us make that our prayer of agreement. Let us make our prayer in the spirit now. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on a second. You should be able to unmute now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kahasana <laughs> <laughs> 
The scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Colossians 1, verses 19 and 20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, a divine mercy in the rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share those links with others, share recordings as well, and share a link to the prayer group so that others can be part of this group, share their prayer requests, and enrich their prayer lives too. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great weekend ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless everyone. God bless everyone. God bless you.